This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Health Director Adrian Byrne. Welcome to Issues 2023. Thank you for having me. Good morning. You know, over the past few years, you have appeared on this program several times as our community has dealt with some huge health challenges. I want they to just uh, certainly have. thank you for being on with us again today. Uh, Absolutely. We've noticed recently offers to get a free flu shot. Is the flu season officially here, Adrian? The flu season is officially here, and it is a little bit early this year. Uh, we did somewhat expect that because we look at Australia. That's uh, because they're like a season behind us, and it's the flu uh, started there early. So, yes, yeah, starting to see cases. Okay. In Sedgwick County, are we seeing cases then? Yes, and flu is not reportable, but we do have some outpatient clinics uh, that are that are part of a influenza-like illness tracking, and also the emergency department. Uh, so we do know that it is here. A COVID vaccine is offered at the same time in some of the like the the pharmacy where I was at the other day. Uh, is is this one shot, or do you combine the COVID and the flu in the same shot, or are they two different shots? Well, you know. Uh, the manufacturers have talked about that, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, and uh, people, the flu shot is available. There's, um, there are thoughts around it's better to wait until the very end of September or beginning of October because the uh, protection can wane a little bit as time goes on. And flu can last until um March at times, uh, but if someone's already gotten the flu shot, that is fine. The uh, CDC did approve the monovalent uh, yesterday. We're just waiting for our state health department, uh, Kansas Department of Health and Environment, to approve it, and then, which I imagine will happen today, and then uh, we'll get our shipment in at the health department um, next week. But there are uh, places in uh, uh, Wichita that likely ordered their vaccine earlier. Uh, so it may be, they may have that available soon as well. But yes, back to your question, you can get flu and COVID vaccine at the same time. I get them in different arms, but uh, it is safe to get them both at the same time. Okay. So how much, uh, when talking about the flu shot, uh, how much uh, protection can we actually expect from these vaccinations this time around? Well, uh, we, you know, don't have that data with the U.S. to see yet, but looking at um, Australia, uh, it, it provided a fair amount of, of protection. So, you know, what we know is just like uh, people experienced and learned during COVID that viruses mutate, and that's why we get a new uh, flu shot every year. Uh, on top of it, you know, waning over time is that the flu shot is based on the primary uh, virus that's circulating at the time. And so there are new variants of uh, flu, uh, but even though it's not the same exact, it provides enough protection to uh, prevent severe disease and death. Not, I shouldn't say totally prevent, but it gives coverage from that. Now, reduces the chances of. Okay, so so who should get the flu shot then? Anybody that is six months and older can get the flu shot. 
unless their doctor has recommended that they don't because of some medical uh, medical condition, it's important for everyone to have that coverage because Kansans do die every year uh, directly from the flu and flu-related death. All right, we're seeing, uh, I guess, uh, some COVID right now. Uh, can you describe the uh, describe for us the strength of the COVID that we're seeing? Well, uh, the uh, the COVID uh, that we have right now is the Eris, um, and you know there is a newer one circulating, but right now it's just one percent of all the cases, and so it really is still the Eris, um, and uh, that is not is not appearing to be um, any more uh, detrimental or stronger than uh, past. Uh, variants. Uh, this one is a little bit different because it has more cold-like um, symptoms, uh, and of course that makes it hard because we're entering into cold and flu season. Um, so it's still important if someone's not feeling well, like we have people here at the health department that have colds, and they have the mask on. Um, so masks do work to help slow that uh, transmission. Uh, so it is important to get the COVID shot when it becomes available in the community, and any bivalence shouldn't be uh, used as of today, just the monovalent that is coming because that was based on what was uh, prevalent in the community at the time, and it doesn't have ARIS in it, but it is, uh, during tests, was shown to provide that immunity, uh, enough immunity to help prevent uh, death and severe disease. What is the possibility of seeing another COVID pandemic this winter, Adrian? You know, just like during COVID, we're still learning about it. And you'd think after three years, you know, how, how much more time do you need? But this, you know, COVID uh, mutates enough and it, is, it spreads really easily that um, there could be a variant that ends up um, spreading uh, more quickly, but we are hoping not, that it just continues to mutate as it does now and that people know what to do. You know, we've been talking uh, for a long time, decades and longer than that, about how to prevent the spread of illness or disease, and, you know, that's covering the cough with either tissue or coughing, sneezing into the elbow, staying home if you feel ill. Definitely if there's a fever, although plenty of times we feel really bad and don't have a fever, but keeping your distance from other people. And I know it's hard for some people to stay home if they don't have access to vacation or don't have support to stay home. And um, washing their, our, our hands. Soap and water is best, but hand sanitizer will do if there's not soap and water. And um, keeping our fingers away from our eyes, nose, and mouth, because unless someone sneezes directly on us or coughs on us, primarily it's getting into our system by what we do with our fingers. Mm. All right. Now, uh, my wife uh, has suggested that the two of us resume wearing masks in public. Uh, do you recommend that? Well, I, I think if you're outside that you're, you know, fairly safe, although, uh, you know, I do see people outside at times that still want to just ensure that they're 
being extra careful, particularly um, if they're uh, the older population of 65 and older or have any kind of underlying or compromised uh, immune system, chronic illness. Uh, but if indoors, particularly if there are a lot of people around, that is uh, that lowers your risk. And so really it's about how much risk someone wants to take. Uh, wearing them on an airplane is still safe, is still a, a wise thing to do because uh, you don't know how many people are up to date or even vaccinated. Yeah, I want to uh, change gears a little bit here. What is RSV? I hear a lot about this or see a lot about it. What is RSV, Adrian? So RSV it is, is another uh, respiratory um, illness that um, people often think that it has more to do with uh, babies. Um, and there is a uh, vaccine coming out that, that has been, been approved, um, and we are getting some in, uh, that is for recommended for 60 and older. But what the CDC has done for some reason is they're not just saying it's recommended. They're saying we recommend it, but see your position so that it is a dual uh, recommendation versus just saying get it. Mm -hmm. So it's still, if, if someone has insurance, they would need to go to their physician in order to ensure that, or a medical provider, I, I should say, to ensure that the insurance will pay for it because they're costly. And uh, um, older individuals, and, and that's why there's this vaccine for uh, 60 and older, uh, it can turn into pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And then that's a very risky thing. And so it's important to be up on the pneumonia shot as well, um, and there's a vaccine, RSV vaccine for pregnant women that's important to get in their later pregnancy that they would need to talk to the doctor about, and there is a, um, there's a uh, immunization to boost uh, children, babies, zero through eight months of age, an antibody, so it's not a vaccine, but an antibody to help give them protection because babies die of RSV. You know, not always, but any type, you know, babies are at risk for uh, flu as well. So it's just important to take advantage of any vaccine available. I'm going to we'll talk about pneumonia here in just a minute, but I, first I'd like to, to talk about the problem uh, with fentanyl. Uh, is, that, uh, is that still a huge growing problem in Sedgwick County? It certainly is, and it seems to have leveled out a little bit uh, when we look at the amount of Narcan um, that's being distributed um, by like, uh, EMS, but uh, it is very much a problem, and we uh, were just awarded, received a grant, one of 40 health departments out of the country uh, for an overdose prevention for methamphetamines and um, opioids focusing on fentanyl um, that we will be working with the community on with providing more uh, people to connect people to resources um, and, and just looking at and providing training to physicians and mental health uh, in attempts to uh, provide information and begin to reduce um, overdoses related to fentanyl. But yes, it is. And people can't buy anything off the street. Even if someone thinks, I'll, I'll try Ritalin, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try some amphetamine because I want to study for a test or whatever, there's nothing safe, N nothing can be bought off the street 
mm. that there's not at least a 50% chance of there being fentanyl in it. And it doesn't even have to be purposeful. If it's created, if it's manufactured, made in the same house, fentanyl just takes, you know, just a grain. And if someone does not used to having opioids, then they can overdose and die. And so uh, it's very, it is very much a problem. Okay. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Sedgwick County Health Director, Adrian Byrne. And uh, we talked about the vaccination for pneumonia. And I, uh, this seems like, I'm, I'm sure it seems like a dumb question, but I, I've never been clear on this. What exactly is pneumonia? Well, it, it's uh, another, it can be either, there's uh, either viral pneumonia or bacterial pneumonia. And the main difference is bacterial you're going to treat with. Um, antibiotics, but it's going to be in your lungs and you feel uh, there's, you know, fever and you're very, very sick when you have pneumonia. And not everybody has to be hospitalized, but definitely need to be, um, at, you know, home taking care of yourself and resting. There's the pneumococcal uh, vaccine and it's, it used to be believed it was just for older individuals, those of us that are older, you know, 60 or 65 and older, but more, it, you know, the literature is showing that any age of people that smoke are also at high risk of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And so even someone in their 20s, if they're a smoker, it's important for them to have that, that vaccine. Fill us in, if you will, on what's happening with the 29th and Grove Pollution Site. Well, uh, that location, uh, the state health department is working with the uh, railroad that the company, Union Pacific, didn't even own it at the time when the spill occurred, but they are taking care of it and working with even another company that will come in and do the continue uh, to put extraction wells in that will take the water out, clean it, and then put it back in. And so once we know what those dates are, because we've stepped in as, as the uh, local health department, because environmental health is with has been with the city of Wichita since 2002, uh, we're stepping in to uh, improve the communication to the 29th and Grove area uh, so that w- when we know the schedule of when any construction is going to occur, uh, we want to be able to provide information to 29th and Grove residents to let them know exactly what is occurring and what they can expect. What is Sharp's Disposal? Well, Sharp's Disposal, uh, when you go into hospitals or room uh, doctor's offices and you see they're oftentimes red containers that have a a plastic lid, um, anything, needles, um, gloves, that is anything that touches blood. Uh, to be safe and uh, to dispose of it safely. So every every hospital, every doctor's office, um, labs are going to have sharp disposal containers to be able to uh, for those items to be safely disposed of. And how do you, how do you do that? Do you have to put them in a big furnace or something? Uh, you know, I'm not. We we have a company that uh, specializes in disposal of that. Yeah. And so uh, they, they pick up our containers, but something like that would sound like it would need to be, um, that would need to occur. With. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, that makes sense. Now, does the health department uh, in Sedgwick County promote children's dental care? We certainly do, and uh, we have the best-kept secret here in that we have a children's dental program and have for decades. Uh, we work with children that do not have insurance or their parents um, have, ins- have insurance through the Affordable Care Act and don't have dental because dental has to be offered as part of the, the Affordable Care Act, but the insurance can be pretty expensive and it's a choice over paying utilities or dental. So if, any, if someone does not have health insurance um, or has the, afford, the insurance through the market and doesn't include dental, yes. We have volunteer dentists that come in on their time, evenings and Fridays, and provide these services. Mm. How about that? Hey, let's talk about and then we, and, um, and, Sorry, and we, and we have dental hygienists that do the cleanings during the day uh-huh. and also work with WSU dental hygiene students, and they rotate through and also do cleanings. Let's talk about general health care for a minute. Uh, you know, a good many nurses have left the profession during this COVID thing. What, what can be done to, to bring more people into the nursing field? Have, have you got a solution for us today? Well, I certainly don't have a solution because we are struggling ourselves, particularly with programs such as WIC, uh, you know, which is why we closed down the, our uh, Stanley location is that we didn't have enough dietitians or nurses to be able to provide services at that location. Um, I don't know. I mean, nurses and medical staff had it really, really hard. Uh, I mean, we, we, we all did, but those caring for COVID patients in hospitals and other places had it very, very difficult, so a lot of burnout. Um, so I don't know. Wait, wait, let me interrupt you for just a second. Backtrack. What is WIC? Uh, WIC? Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So WIC is Women, Infant, and Children. Okay. And anyone in Sedgwick County is, is uh, eligible for that if they're 185% of the poverty level or below, have children five and younger, are pregnant, are breastfeeding. They don't have to breastfeed to be uh, eligible for the program. Um and have some nutritional deficit, and there are many, many, many to have, so most people are going to qualify, and there are food packages, there's supplemental food, uh, there's formula, there's, you know, although breastfeeding is very important, if someone cannot, then there's also uh, formula, but there's milk and cheese and whole grains, so whenever anyone's in the grocery store and they say WIC approved, they know that that food is healthy. So if someone's wondering what they should get, look for the WIC labels because that is USDA-approved healthy food. Talking about uh, medical profession again, it seems to me that every physician I know has just too many patients. Am I mistaken? Well, you know, I I am not as um, up on that or as aware. But, you know, we, we know that during COVID, uh, there were a lot of elective, elective surgeries that weren't being done out of safety and that people were afraid to go to the emergency room, were afraid to go to their doctor's offices. And so just like with um, animal shelter, people are now, I mean, people are going to the doctor because they weren't taking care of themselves as much, you know, during COVID. Uh, people got animals during COVID when they were isolated. And now... They either don't have time for them, and so we have an overflow of animals being abandoned 
and being taken to the animal shelter. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the Biden administration has taken lumps for allowing the federal government to negotiate drug prices with the pharmaceutical industry. This just started. Is there any other way to lower drug costs? You know, I I don't know. I mean, they are very, very expensive, just like the RSV vaccine and, and antibodies. People have no idea when it comes out and it's recommended that there's no lower price unless you have insurance or there's a bridge uh, program uh, which just means state-funded uh, fund, state vaccine, uh, which there is for, eight, uh, for 18 and younger, for COVID and flu, there's not for RSV at this point. Mm. And so it's not going to be, it's available, but it is not accessible to everybody because of the cost. Mm. What, uh, what's the single biggest challenge uh, today for Sedgwick County Health Department? Well, there are many, but I would say for the community, it's still people, um, COVID has made people more wary and, you know, more wary of vaccine. And we haven't done a community uh, survey to find out where people are, you know, post-COVID with vaccine in general. But uh, there are people that are questioning when we do school, back to school, and I'm sure with flu shots, they want to see the vial to make sure that we're not trying to slip uh, COVID vaccine. Mm. And so it is affecting people's views on vaccine. And uh, people, if we didn't have flu vaccine, people died. You know, if you look at the, you know, the, the history with the flu before we had vaccine, vaccine saves so many lives. And so it is important to be vaccinated. That seems like people are just, uh, they don't know what to think sometimes. They hear so many uh, different things. And if, again, my, my feeling is, well, like you say, call the doctor. Doctors, they're pretty yes. reliable. They're pretty reliable. They're up on this stuff. Yes. <laughs> call somebody trusted because it's, I mean, I can appreciate why people are confused. There's lots of uh, social media is not a place to get information about vaccine or medical conditions. So CDC, KDG, come to us, but talk to someone trusted. If you don't trust uh, government, and, and I know there are issues there, talk to a pastor, talk to uh, a medical provider. Okay. You, does the health department use uh, volunteers, Adrian? We uh, do at times. Uh, the county has a process with going through. Um, now, if we're talking, we have, there are volunteers where people fill out a form and go through a process. And then we have Medical Reserve Corps, where the Medical Reserve Corps and other uh, volunteers that we had helped so much during COVID. We wouldn't have been able to do all that we did without the graciousness of so many people in the community stepping up to help us. And so the Medical Reserve Corps, people can still volunteer. You don't have to be a, a, a medical provider to do that. So they can go on to the Sedgwick County Health Department website, and on the left-hand side should see MRC, Medical Reserve Corps, fill out an application. We'll get, we'll get back with you. So, yes, still need volunteers. Oh, so, again, uh, before we get away from you here, uh, uh, give us the website again uh, where people can find out a lot of information. What is it? Yes, well, uh, go to the Sedgwick County uh, website, okay. government website, and then go to the health department website. Look on, look on the left-hand side, and you'll see your options uh, for, where, for information that you need. 
Okay, so our guest is Sedgwick County Health Director Adrian Byrne. Thanks for being with us, Adrian. That's all. Thank you. For this, Thank you. This Have a good day. This edition of 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.